You tune to Sirius FM 105.7. Eight of six Central African time. Alhamdulillah, the whole world is connected to us, and good to see your messages coming through. Enjoying the program, we enjoying you too. Alhamdulillah, Junubi Africa, yeah, keeping you company. Sirius FM, and I can tell you, yes, sir, when it comes to allowing others to control our minds. We have the keys to our gates. We can lock it and we can just keep things out or we can open it and let everything come through. Yes, it comes from open, uh, letting others control your mind. And if they start giving you garbage and you're taking the garbage in and, you know, I uh, recall uh, a very good anecdote. It says, uh, you know, uh, when uh, you you control your mind, when you control your mind and when you're in uh, uh, constant connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then your mind is in the control of something more superior, and inshallah it will stay away from uh, the waswisu of uh, shaitan. And uh, sometimes if you allow others to control your mind, it is like Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu said, it is like sinning against your own intelligence. To give us uh, more information on this and to give us his viewpoint on allowing others to control our mind with our very own Sheikh Fahim, who is also a director of ILS. Sheikh Fahim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Tuesday morning? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to you, Brother Shafat, and to the listeners. Alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're doing fine. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Fahim, you have the next 10 minutes uh, to conscientize us and to tell us, hey, allowing others to control our minds, hey, that's not so good. Never mind. Sheikh, you go ahead. Bismillah. Bismillah rahman Once again, a fantastic uh, topic that you've chosen uh, for me to discuss today uh, on this. And we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the opportunity to make amal upon the Quran and Sunnah and protect us from mind control of all sorts. Now, What's very important is we understand the concept. Now, in this particular statement, there's three things. Uh, firstly, the word mind, mind uh, and control being another, and allowing others, which is being susceptible to allow others access in. Now, we'll speak today on the micro scale, meaning as individuals. So we need to know, firstly, in relation to the mind, and anything that we do as Muslims, uh, how do we root the subject uh, from Islam? Now, the mind uh, also can be understood as the aql or the intellect. And the Quran uh, is replete with information about the intellect. And the intellect is, uh, you know, where we as Muslims uh, get our direction from the Quran of the rational faculty. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in various parts of the Quran, in fact, in the story known as Ahsan al-Qatr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the Quran was revealed لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِرُونَ so that it may increase the rational faculty, our intellectual capacity. In various other parts of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala implores the use of the rational faculty. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be a people who use our intellect, meaning our minds need to be open uh, to be recipients of revelatory proofs and evidences. So from an Islamic perspective, this is important. And I always tell people, in this time where there's mind control all over us, that Islam is built upon faith, and faith is built upon knowledge, 
knowledge is based upon correct reason, meaning epistemology, and we mustn't let you know others fool us with the controlling ideology because Islam is not like other faiths and religions that expect of its acolytes, its followers, near blind faith. Islam wants you to use your God-given senses, meaning your aql and your mind. Now, the great Imam al-Ghazali, the great narrator of the Dean of his time, Rahimahullah, his teacher, Imam al-Juwaini, he said that a person is not even considered, according to him, even to be seen if they don't understand what is the rational fact. That's how important it was for the ulama to teach and for students to know what was the mind. And even just last night in my class, I, I taught my students in logic what are the three operations of the mind, which is uh, understanding your concepts, number one. Uh, number two, the second operation is judging, uh, meaning shukum, the different types of shukum in Islam. And number three, having correct reasoning. So the mind is an amazing thing. And the Quran, of course, what kind of a religious book would it have been as a final book if it did not give us access to understanding uh, the beauty of the mind? Now, the second part is control. Now, a Muslim knows two basic things about control or ought to know two basic things about control. Firstly, as a Muslim, we submit to the Almighty who is the ultimate control. That's a And if we can understand that, we will never, ever, ever allow any toxic people in our lives to control anything about us because we know our trust in our tawakkul is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is He who is controlling our lives by the decisions that we make. Which takes us to the second point. That yes, we have free will to make decisions. That we are in control, alhamdulillah, of our decisions and the repercussions of those decisions, whether they are good or whether they are bad. So control in, in to a point we have some kind of control, but ultimate control is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, any people in our lives that try to have a toxic level of control over us, they are not Allah. They are not Rabb. Therefore, they have no control over us. If we are allowing them access in, that is as a result of us not having control over how we intercept with our mind and our intellect and the way we perceive uh, the, the power and control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the third point, which is letting others control you. Now, when we are not educated enough, both Islamically or even academically, on how to deal with our emotions, whether it be with discourse, with, with various scenarios, then we are allowing others uh, access uh, to gain an advantage over us. You see, when a person continuously gains an advantage over, over us, then there's a, a type of control that is developing over time, allowing them a psychological advantage to control us. And the problem with our society, unfortunately, whether we're Muslim or not, we worry too much about how people think about us. And this drives us emotionally, psychologically, physically, how we dress, how we talk, how we walk, what we watch, the people we ascribe to, the company we keep, all of these things have an impact on us. Now, a beautiful example, a parable of a father who wanted to show his son that people are not worthy of trying to please. Because at the end of the day, 
they will try to control uh, control you based on what they want and what they need, not on what is best for you. So the parable goes like this: that a father wanted to show his son, so he had a donkey. And he wanted to teach his son that you can't please people. They will always want things according to how they understand, to their perception and their needs. So he tells the son, come, we're setting off on a journey. And so he tells his son, right, uh, first thing is I'll, I'll ride on the donkey and you pull the reins. And so they reach the first town. And then chapter begins. Then what kind of a you know father this is? That he lets his young son walk and he's you know, being pulled on the donkey. And so the news reaches the father and son, and so the, the father says, okay, since the people are saying this, we'll swap places. And so what happens? The son sits on the donkey, and the father pulls the rain for the next leg of the journey. And when they reach the second village, then people start saying, what's wrong with this boy? Right? I mean, you know, he's so disrespectful. He's sitting on the donkey, and his father is walking, and he has no adab. So they say, okay, then... Uh, the both of them don't sit on the donkey till they reach the next town. And then when they reach the third town, the people say, look, look at these people. The donkey was made to be ridden. Both of them are walking. No one's riding the donkey. So the father says, look, so what we'll do next? Both of us will sit on the donkey. And then they both sit on the donkey and they travel. And when they reach, what happens? People say, hey, yeah, well, look at these people. No, Raham on the animal. made for one person, two of them sitting. <laughs> and the scenario that the father teaches is that irrespective of what we do, there are people out there who try to control the scenario based on what they want, what they need, not necessarily on what you want and what you need. Now, as a Muslim, as a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are you doing what is best in your interest? Or what is in the best interest of society around you? Are you giving in to peer pressure of what is demanded of you in society, that in order for you to feel okay, you have to smoke a cigarette. In order for you uh, to be part of society, you have to live in a certain area. You have to dress in a certain way. Uh, you know, when you live in a certain environment, there's certain criteria that have to be met. Otherwise, you are not part of the global society in the worldwide web of deceit that there is today. It all boils down knowledge, to being knowledgeable, to know what the aql and the mind is, to study how the Quran discusses this beautiful mind, how it talks to our mind. And when you know this, nobody will be able to control you because you will be able to know that Allah is the controller of all events and that nobody, nobody has control over you. Because you have submitted to a higher being, one who has control over all things. You put your trust in the Waqur, in He, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this gives you a transcendence, a freedom from the control of the limited society and the people around us. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the understanding of the book, of the sunnah, to give us uh, an understanding of the rational faculty of the mind and to free us from the supposed freedom that we have today and to free our mind from this matrix and manacles and shackles that have been put upon us uh, and these veils that are there that we must see 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us hidayah and keep us all on the straight path, inshallah. Tell you, Sheikh Fahim, you're absolutely brilliant. And I'm looking at a, a message on the screen. I don't know whether if you'll answer it, but, uh, you know, quickly. It's from anonymous sister. She says, Mashallah Nasiya from our Sheikh Fahim. She says, I have a sister-in-law who's always telling me what Moana says we do. Please advise her, Sheikh Fahim. Uh, you know, I'm sure we, we hear this, you know, what Moana says we do and what uh, uh, Molvi Saab says we do. Your, your comment on that, uh, Sheikh Fahim? Well, look, it's certainly commendable that uh, there are people out there who put their trust and faith in the ulama, and that's important. But what is important also to understand is that aside from the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, aside from the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Anbiya, no one is infallible. Everyone can make a mistake. Everyone can make an error. So, alhamdulillah, those who follow example in school of thought, if a school of fiqh, if it's a fit-related matter, you, you, you seek opinions from your specific school. If you have trust in the, the alim and the scholar, alhamdulillah, but you don't go, obviously speaking, you know, you don't go window shopping for fatwa. But <laughs> when it comes to matters of creed, now this is very different. When it comes to fit-related matters, taqlid and following the ulama is something that is acceptable. When it comes to creed, everything uh, you know, uh, person, adult, uh, and enabled Muslim, not handicapped, uh, by certain things, is not supposed to just accept what is said as far as creed is concerned. You're supposed to not just make taqlid. You're supposed to know the rational evidences for God. You're supposed to prove it. But, you know, when it's, when we say what Moana says we do, you do it insofar as it does not contradict Sharia. So this is why it's important for all Muslims to know your own being as well. But it is also mm-hmm. commendable uh, to follow what the ulama say, but every alim, including myself, I say this first and foremostly, we are human beings, we can err, and we're supposed to know that through ilm, it's supposed to humble us, not to give us ego, because then we are just like Iblis, and that's the path we do not want to fall upon. So Allah Ta'ala give us all hidayah inshallah. I mean, so I mean, on Sirius FM, another, you know, great uh, Nasia from our very own Sheikh Fahim. Beautiful indeed, uh, Sheikh Fahim. You have a mashallah day ahead. Inshallah, we'll talk to you next week this time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, so time for us to go to the marketplace. And when we get back, it will be Muslim news with. Uh, Abu Bakr Sidat. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.